0: Well good morning everybody, morning. morning. how are we doing today? Very well, Very well thank you. Good. How's Lent going? <laughs> good. Hands up if you've given something up for Lent. Quite a few people. I'm, my Lent's going really well, I've actually given up giving things up for Lent. I'm 100% at the moment, no joking of course. But as my father-in-law once wisely told me, human beings can resist everything except temptation. If I could have the slide up, please. Thank you. If I could have the next slide, please, sir. Uh, thanks. So, I don't know about you, but I feel like in our culture, Lent has become a bit of a gimmick. And actually, the first point I want to make today is that Lent has to be about more than just trying really hard, willpower, and brownie points. In Lent, as Christians, we mirror Jesus' journey through the desert for 40 days in the wilderness. And he was led to rely less on the physical and more on the spiritual. He was led to rely less on food and drink and community and all the things that he had and to rely more on God. And that's the first thing I want to say today is that actually Lent is about fasting and feasting. It's about fasting the, the physical stuff in our life and feasting on heaven through the word, through worship, through prayer. You know, we clear, we make space We clear out earthly stuff and we fill that space with Jesus. And that's what we see in the ministry of Jesus. So, before we carry on, can we just agree? Has everyone here been tempted at some stage in their life? Yes. Okay. And has everyone here at some stage in their life given into temptation? Good. Right. We're all on the same page. That's good. We can carry on from there. Okay. But... Through Jesus Christ we can conquer sin, we can overcome sin. We have a hope and a power that lives within us that is greater than our sin. We can't do it on our own, but as it says in Romans eight thirty-seven, that through Christ we are more than conquerors over all these things. So how do we conquer sin and these struggles in our personal deserts? Because we all have personal deserts, don't we? Times of dryness, times that feel like just a hard slog times maybe of loss or of real trying, testing things in our lives. It's part of being human. And, and the most amazing thing about Jesus' journey through the wilderness is that he identifies with our humanity. Our creator God, through the life of Jesus, identifies with his creations, us. And it's Jesus we look to for our guidance on how to overcome sin. So Jesus is probably physically and mentally very weak. He must be tired, hungry, thirsty, and the devil, the tempter, comes to him. And he gives him three sinful shortcuts that I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to focus on the first one. But he gives him three sinful shortcuts. Firstly, if I could have the next slide, thanks. The devil tempts Jesus to turn stones into bread. The temptation here is to rely on providing for himself rather than relying on God's provision. Using a miracle to save himself and to serve himself rather than to serve others. That was not God's plan. Second, he's tempted to take the authority and the kingship that he will eventually inherit, but to do it by worshipping the devil, not by living the perfect life and the perfect death. That was God's plan for him. And thirdly, he's tempted to perform this, basically this public PR acrobatic stunt uh, to test the rescuing divinity and the rescuing divine nature of God and to basically do something really public to show off that he's the son of God, he's the one they're waiting for. But that wasn't God's plan. God's plan for Jesus was showing people that through relationship, through humble service. So every time Jesus recognises that the devil is tempting him into a sinful shortcut rather than God's perfect plan for his life, and every time he uses the word, he quotes the scriptures of Deuteronomy, he stands on God's word to, uh, to resist the devil. So I want to focus on the first, the first of those temptations today. I've got a visual aid, got it from the garden this morning, washed the mud off, don't worry. So the devil challenges a very hungry Jesus, if you are the son of God, he challenges Jesus' identity, authority, tell these stones to become bread. Now if it was me, I would have given in at this point and I would have turned these little bad boys into some steak and ale pies or something. (laughs) (laughs) But Jesus, thankfully, (laughs) is better than me and he stands firm. But I want to draw a parallel now. God's Spirit has led Jesus to fast food. And the devil is offering Jesus fast food. God's Spirit has led Jesus to fast food. The devil is offering Jesus fast food. Now, I'm not going to eat this because I bought it last night. (laughs) It's very cold. You did well to resist, though. Thank you. (laughs) Do you see the parallel I'm making? Fast food, fast food. God's perfect plan, sinful shortcut. Those are the options. So, what is fast food? Well, it's quicker and cheaper than the real thing. It's less nutritious, alternative, it's addictive, it's instant satisfaction, but without much substance. It feels good at the time, it tastes good at the time, but it does damage in the long term. And what about sin? Well, it's quicker and cheaper than the real thing. It's a less nutritious alternative to healthy sustenance. It's instant satisfaction, but without much substance. It's addictive, and it feels good at the time, but it does damage in the long term. Does everybody here relate to that? That is what sin is, isn't it? It's fast food. It pains me to do this because I actually love McDonald's. Um, (laughs) But sin is like fast food. We're talking about fast food sins here. For example, you know, go- take gossip and slander. That that is a fast food sin to actually confronting that person and being honest with them and trying to seek peace. And gossip and slander is a fast food sin. It's a shortcut. Uh, stealing, gambling, fraud, money laundering. These, you know. These things, people see them as shortcuts to wealth rather than working honestly. But having an affair, that might be a shortcut for some people to actually working at their marriage for the long term. And, you know, self-medicating in times of difficulty, whether that's drinking too much or, or, or uh, taking drugs or even comfort eating, for some, that's a shortcut to numb the pain without actually dealing with the root issue over the long term and having the healing that Jesus can bring. These are shortcut fast food sins. But the good news is that Jesus has overcome them. And we can too. In John 10.10, 10, he says he wants to bring us life to the full. Life to the full does not look like this. And Jesus, and Jesus says in John 14.6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He doesn't say, I'm the shortcut. I'm the winning lottery ticket. I'm the get out of jail free card. Just because we have Jesus doesn't make us immune to human struggles, does it? I mean, to be honest with you, and some of you already know this, I'm on antidepressants. Being a Christian, being a follower of Jesus, being an employed youth worker for the church doesn't make me immune to mental health issues. And when we become Christians, and when we live as Christians, just having Jesus, he's our way, but he's not a shortcut. Our problems don't just disappear. Sometimes we have to go through the desert with Jesus like he did. And we have to learn to stand on his word. And that's what I really want to encourage us to do, is to stand firm. On God's Word. You know this, I've talked about this before, this is our spiritual passport, our spiritual identity, our, our, our birth certificate, spiritually, and we have to learn to stand on the promises in God's Word. I'm not literally going to stand on the Bible, but this is what God intended for us. This is what Jesus did in the desert. He stood on the promises in God's Word. James 4 verse 7 says, resist the devil and he will flee. You know, Galatians 5 verse 1, for freedom you have been set free. Stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. 2 Corinthians three seventeen: the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and Jesus was in the desert with the spirit and the word. He was led by the Spirit and he stood firm on the Word. This is how we beat this. And I just want to leave you with an encouragement. If I could have the next slide, please, Bill. You know, the good news is we don't go through the wilderness alone. One of the names of God is Emmanuel. One of the names of Jesus is Emmanuel. We do not go through the desert alone. We may be in the desert, but we are not deserted. Some of you today may be in a personal desert, and you need to know that you are not deserted. When I was praying about this, during the week I really felt that there were going to be people here today that you need to hear and you need to know that Jesus is waiting for you on the other side of your desert he's with you in it and he's waiting on the other side and there is hope if you can just stand firm on his word Before we pray, also when I was praying in the week, I felt, there was, um, I felt the Lord say there was going to be someone here today, I don't know which service, with like you, you have a lot of pain in your hand, possibly on the third finger, the ring finger, like it might be a metacarpal thing or um, maybe carpal tunnel syndrome. Um, um, yeah, so I, f- I feel that, I don't know whether it's in this service or the next one, so it might not be anyone here. But if that is you, if, if you have real, real sort of, um, what's the word? Recurrent pain, in your hand that keeps coming back and and stops normal function in your third finger or or carpal or carpal tunnel syndrome, then please come and find me and and I'll pray for you because I believe that Jesus wants to heal you from that. And also, please come and find me to pray if if you feel that you're in that desert and you just need strength to keep going. I'd love to pray with you. So, um, yeah, I'm going to pray now. Let's pray. Jesus thank you for identifying with us by your humanity thank you that you show us that Lent is about decreasing our focus on the physical so that we can experience spiritual increase in you help us to fast the right things God and And not just fall for the enemy's fast food. Help us know, Jesus, that you're the way. But you're not necessarily the shortcut. And sometimes we do have to go through this wilderness. And though we may be in a desert, we are not deserted. Jesus, I pray that everyone here we will mature as Christians and learn to stand on Your Word, Lord.